I come an hour after you guys. A girl. What's up, Orange Theory Nation? Ready for some orange therapy? Welcome to week five. My name is Christian Louvier. I am joined by Rhea and Trey. What's up, guys? What up? <laughs> How you doing? What are y'all drinking? Finally, a yes. Friday margarita that you made. Yes, and it's delicious. It is. It's really good. Trey, how's that? How's that forty going? <laughs> yeah. Tell, tell 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 everybody the story of the forty. I'm going to let Rio tell that story. You guys, at, well, so at, like for months on my calendar, I've had the um, Margarita Fridays mm-hmm, on my calendar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whose fault is that? Yes. Yours. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally yours. You said, let's have Margarita Fridays. And I said, okay. And I blocked my calendar. And every Friday I sent you a screenshot of me deleting it. But today. <laughs> Who would have thought that the podcast would happen before Margarita Fridays? Right. right? <laughs> and so we were talking about what we were going to drink this week because mm-hmm. we tend to drink while we're doing this. Mm-hmm. It's shocking, I know. Um, but <clears throat> finally got all this stuff to make it, and it's very delicious. It is. But the 40 happened because I went to the liquor store, and I'm not a good liquor buyer, um, but I went in with just no cart or anything, mm. and I had all this other stuff, and so I had to only grab... No card? I didn't... Uh, no cart. Oh, like a, a shopping cart. cart. And you well, required a lot don't. of stuff. Well, in my neck of the woods, we stay buggy. A buggy? A buggy. So you get bubble guts from a buggy? Yes. We don't say shopping shopping cart. (laughs) It's buggy. It's a shopping cart here in in Smyrna. Uh, Oh. Smyrna. So Orange Therapy Nation, in this episode, we're actually talking to our first special guest that's going to come on at the end of the episode. This interview is with uh, somebody named Toby Scavron. He is the Orange Theory of... Sorry, he is an Orange Theory franchise owner from the land down under. And for everybody that's good at math but sucks at language arts, the land down under is Australia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this man has had an amazing journey, uh, entrepreneurial-wise and personal journey-wise, and we're going to get into it in the interview. But a few things to start. Uh, we got our first text. So if you want to text us, uh, you can text <laughs> OT Podcast one word, to 555 That's 555-888. Trey, do you want to do that in a country accent? That's five, 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 <laughs> eight, eight, eight. Now we're covered for the South. <laughs> if you've already texted OT Podcast, all you got to do is text us, triple five, triple eight. We still have email therapy, orange at gmail.com. And please follow us on Instagram at orange underscore therapy. Uh, and also last but not least, please leave reviews on iTunes and Spotify. If you think about it, we'll even write the review for you. You just have to post it. <laughs> exactly. All right, let's get into it guys. So Trey and Rhea, uh, apparently people are very passionate about music. Uh, so much so that we now have our own Spotify playlist. Hell yeah, yes. uh, Rhea, good job on Thank you. the yes. ingenuity of DJ, DJ RD in the house. <laughs> You're welcome. Rhea, how do they find the playlist? Um, oh, they have to go to our Instagram page, um, and there's a link there. And then the Spotify, there's um, you can go to Spotify, and you can look for Orange Therapy playlist, um, and it's there. It's just going to be a, kind of a recurring thing. So all the um, all-out songs that we uh, want for the week, yeah. and then anybody else um, can submit to it. Yes. We'll just keep it rolling. I like when you say submit. Yes. Yeah, so hit us up on Instagram, uh, orange underscore us. therapy. Um, all right. Crew, uh, what is your studio entrance song for this coming week? Uh, I would like you to name one song, <laughs> not a playlist, Rhea. Rhea. Trey, you 
started well last week, but then you went off on this Neo kick. It took me a half hour to edit your damn playlist. I would like one song that you're going to enter the arena to this week. Okay. So the song that I actually get kind of hyped to if I hear it, mm-hmm. and I thought about it just today because I heard it, yes. it starts with a word that I'm, I'm not allowed to say in Paris. Why can't you yeah. just give us the song? Why? Because I'm aim, not allowed say to say aim, the word. You are nope. right. I, I am not Thank saying you. it. I appreciate that. Does any, it rhyme with any... Dolores? No. <laughs> no. It's not. Uh, that word I could say. Um, but no, this one... I'm, Does I'm Mama D listen to this? It has Jay-Z it and it Kanye. It has Jay-Z and Kanye, and they are in Paris. Yes, boom. Yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, so you, you can't say. Oh us? no! Uh uh-uh. uh, no! I am no. I'll no I'll jam out to it, but no, I'm, that's not for me to say. So, what do you do when you're singing a song that has that word in it on the treadmill or the rower? Or oh, she's dancing? singing it in her head oh, and in the car. Head. And well, but I'm what like if you're mouthing on, the words? Do you, she doesn't. She well, looks at her surroundings. I'm like um, Michael Bolton on um, what's the movie uh, Office Space, like jamming out oh, in the and car, the and then window. he sees ah. somebody like selling flowers, and he's like, "Oh my god, I got." to lock the door but that's how I listen hmm. yeah mm-hmm. that's my my pick this okay. week <laughs> Try, what is your pick? I don't fuck with you you a stupid stupid little bitch what is that song I think that's how it go I think <laughs> if it is not how it goes then I just made up my own song I think but, I know this I know, know the, the lyrics but song? I don't know who I sings think it's, it I don't fuck with you should we google it but how it go wait we can say the F word on this show oh <laughs> Oh, oh okay. So um, we have to edit that out. I don't. I'm, wait, I'm you, kidding. Oh, I submit our show as explicit every <laughs> week to iTunes. It has an E on the iTunes store every oh, week. I like I'm, that. Well, uh, so iTunes has um, asterisks in yours, just in your title, just like me. Um, it's Big Sean. Okay. Yeah, that's my jam. Yes. When I walk in that studio, you can't tell me nothing. Yes, that's my jam. All right, we're getting better at this. Do you know what, efficient. Can you picture my song? Do you know what song it is? I know exactly what song oh, it yeah, is. Okay. I even verbally said yeah, exactly. Yeah, I really what. did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was <laughs> Thank not you for that. She is such an HR dream. <laughs> we appreciate you, Rhea. <laughs> You're welcome. Christian, on the other hand, we're like, oh my God, pull him to a side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my HR journey is, <laughs> I realized at different. an early age that as a single white male at the age of 23, oh my basically God. I could get fired for anything. So I just gave up and said anything. Such a hard life. Mm-hmm. I cried in my sleep. Oh, it'll be night. privileged. Next. <laughs> Nobody, nobody's ever interested in my opinion. No, we, what, so well, I, we figure you're going to give it to Wait, us. Wait, we don't have to be interested. You shove it in our <laughs> face. <laughs> get on your knees. <laughs> What were you saying? What's your song? I just had a good idea for the show next week. Oh, Oh, what's that? Oh, he can't tell us. I I think we're going to give, I think Trey and I are going to get a remote control and it's going to be connected to a vibrator. Oh, yeah. Do it. I'm like, Rhea. Yeah. Like, what? And you already have a 904. Oh, God. Yes. Do it. This week I'm going to jump around House of Pain. Oh, Yeah. Oh, so I want to get a little tech support issue. 
Last week we were trying to figure out um, if the Apple Watch hooks up to the screen. Yeah. And I was like scooping around on Orange Theory meme, snooping around on Orange Theory memes, and uh, Sharice had the same question. And we actually found an answer. So I want to give a shout out to this is a hell of a name, Kira Morgan Herrick Ainsworth and Juan Torres for their answers. Um, so, uh, yeah, so Juan Torres says, I use my Apple Watch and choose high intensity interval training. Syncing options are iPhone, open health sources, then orange Siri, then turn on or off oh. for syncing. <laughs> Trying to so, grabbing our phones right yeah. now. <laughs> so that's, that's Juan. Let, that me, was, see, that wait, was, let me see the breadcrumbs again. Yeah. Okay. Maybe so do that it after. is, where is it at? One. Okay, boom. Okay, I'm good to go. So Juan Torres had the, the first part of that answer. And then the second piece came from Kira Morgan Herrick Ainsworth. I track OTF workouts with my HIT workout on my HIT stands for H A. Uh, it is H. She has HIIT, which is high intensity interval training workout on my Apple Watch and left and let the OTF app access my health app so it writes to my Apple Watch. Well, it's just the it's just the watch app just I think clearly yeah. I know you don't have one um but so the when you go to the, your workout and you hit it on your watch then um the HIIT, the high intensity interval is an option um and so I think that's what she's saying. It's not a separate app. It's just your, your watch app. So anyway, if you have any more tech support questions for Orange Theory Nation, we prefer you don't call us. We're <laughs> <laughs> not Apple geniuses. But I did happen to come across that one uh, today. Uh, today. Um, okay. So feedback from the audience. We've gotten a lot of um, positive comments on our Zero Hero segment from three weeks ago. So we're just going to make that a weekly part. And um, Peter, the, the guy who posts on Orange Theory memes, he's got like over 400 comments. So we should have material for days. So reintro we're going to do zero or heroes. I'm going to give you uh, two of them and then y'all just tell me what it is. So the first one is from Lori Hansel and um, she, I don't know who the trainer is that says this, but apparently her trainer says this uh, and says practice makes permanent. Is this a zero or hero? No. (laughs) Yeah. No, I don't like that one. All right. The second one that we chose um, is from... Melissa Siravo. Again, I don't know who her trainer is. I do know that she hashtagged it Philly Burbs. So I'm assuming she's in the suburbs of Philadelphia. Um, and her trainer says, this ain't no planet fitness. Boom. <laughs> she screams it. I only did that because <laughs> Melissa says she yells it into the mic. So yes. this this ain't no planet fitness. I love it. Hero. <laughs> planet fitness. I don't, Although. Any, I don't see pizza at our, at our orange theory. But you know, I am. I know you can't. You know, I, you know we, I love people in their journey, but this ain't no planet fitness. <laughs> <laughs> and Trey, you are in our, our Facebook group, our, our, our message group. Yes. If you want to get into our Facebook messenger group, you can't. <laughs> it is scandalous. Trey, you said you had a Planet Fitness black card. What I the do. hell is that? It allows me to go to any Planet Fitness. Oh, so it's my. not like so an Amex like black card. Seventeen dollars a month. It's nineteen dollars, <laughs> ma'am. Yes. And did you have to get invited by the president of Planet Fitness? Yes. Fitness? And let me tell you something. When I walk in there, I'm like, yes. You're like, damn. Bring me um, my towel. 
<laughs> it's, a, it's a great place Where's to... Where's my pizza? Yeah. <laughs> no, I just can't bring myself to eat pizza in the Planet Fitness. No, it's so Now, gross. the bagels, I can do the bagels. They have bagels, too? They have bagels. So they carb you up. They carb... I mean, it's perfect. I'm going to go right Wait, here. they really do have pizza? Yes. I, yes, they have pizza. Oh, I thought you were kidding. No, no. they have like... And then you have candy up front. Oh, my God. And I was like... You have to buy it? No, no, no. It's just like... It's just um, there? It's like Jolly Ranchers. What At least am- when I was in Knoxville, Tennessee. What an amazing fitness, yeah. model. <laughs> Look, you know what it's saying? It's saying no judgment zone. <laughs> you the, are judging Rhea. We don't meter. want you. We don't want you. I would judge. I <laughs> would you say you would? I would. Hell yes, I would. My husband has a membership there, and he sent me a picture one time of the person next to him who was in jeans and cowboy boots on the trip. <laughs> oh, no. Sure. <laughs> okay, yeah. now that should have been handled. Yeah. Yeah. But again, remember my coaching session. I say, hey, those are some really nice cowboy boots. <laughs> no, actually, I'd say those are some nice cowboy boots there. I just I don't want, know any no, I don't want you to, to hurt. Work out I don't want you to hurt yourself. But if you run in them boots, you might slip and slide. <laughs> and we don't need that, okay, cowboy? Are you running for president? I am running for president. <laughs> this is Trey and I approve this message. <laughs> What's happening? How many margaritas have you had? I've only had one. And a half. I refilled it before we came over. Oh. oh, well, it's okay, dangerous. But he's got, the, he's got that hidden 40. <laughs> I do have a bone in my stomach. <laughs> Wonder why. <laughs> margarita <bill. laughs> That should be your intro. That's the new intro. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, now, what were we saying? Hero and zeros? We already did them. Already did them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's hurry up and get through this. Y'all fading fast. Keep up, Trey. So this past week was Orange Theory Inferno. I didn't do it. Yeah. I didn't do it because I had prior engagements. Oh, hmm. Um, excuses. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. That right, they are saying, like, excuses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not going to do it. (laughs) 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 So I'll leave this to my esteemed sober audience, our our Mm -hmm. Mm co-hosts. Trey, Rhea, what what Mm. is Orange Theory Inferno and and how how was it? It was literally hell. It was burning up in there. So our studio, (laughs) the day before, the air broke. No, how dare. I know. So you guys, so we all know I come an hour after you guys. Yes, you do. Because you're... A girl. <laughs> it takes me longer. Um, and so I was walking into the studio, and it's like the whole window was completely, like, it was wet. And Ooh, there was a yes. <laughs> and there was a fan that was in the window. Yes. And I'm like, oh, shit, this is going to be It bad. was an inferno. It was literally It hell. was literally an inferno for us because what we had no air. there was a fan in the window? There was we like a box fan. There was no AC. Oh, yeah. did they open the back door? They did not no. open the back door, but they had it all closed up, and yes. they had fans. I don't even know where these fans came from, I don't but either. they were all over. There were extensions, extension cords all over yes. the studio. So and that, we had Randy that just, too, so that didn't help. And Randy, who got a shout out a couple episodes yes. ago. I just want so, you to know, Inferno was fantastic. I liked it. Um, yeah. The next day, though, was in like the treads on the incline. Yes. I thought that was actually maybe harder. You know, um, or maybe not harder. But just, to the point why, now. why is it called Inferno though? 
Um, you have to get. Well, it depends because the two G and three G were very different. Oh, were they? Yeah. Yeah. So you have to. Um, it's kind of like that catch me if you can type thing. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know, we had to run point two. Yeah, point two, and, and then, then you walk. walk for a minute. This is a three G class, mm-hmm. and then run point four. Mm-hmm. Walk for a minute. Point six. Walk for a minute, and then point eight. The goal was to get over two miles in a three G yeah. class, mm-hmm. and it was only. I want to say four, of course. It's 14 minutes. Of course, yeah. the gay mafia. We were able to hit the two miles. And my PIC, shout out Eric. He yes. was able to do the same he thing. He was able to do it. And, and he also commented on our um, on our Instagram feed that he did yes. it. And then um, my in my class, who was running next to me, my girlfriend, Joelle, she also got over two miles. So yes. she's a badass. And yeah. shout out to her. So I don't know. The 2G was a lot Wait, harder, Wait, is though. this the Eric that wants to be in the gay mafia? He wants to be a special guest. He's Yeah. Honorary. Like, like, yeah, honorary like guest. A, yes. a literary special guest, like at night? Or? Uh, no. no. I don't see him, I don't see him no. wanting that. He has a wife who's super hot. Look, yeah. There's a, so there's a lot of special guest gay men who have wives. <laughs> I don't know that that's a qualification. Well, that's true. But well, yeah, no. yeah, I don't see that from him. No. I think, I, I think I don't his know wife this is guy, keeping but him. It sounds like it would hurt his wife. <laughs> <laughs> go anywhere else. <laughs> no. Because let me tell you something. Team Christine. Mm, so cute. You gotta say it like that. She's adorable. <laughs> Why do you sound like Eliza Schlesinger? You're doing, you gotta go. <laughs> you're doing like the goat sound. You know what? I believe it's the margarita. A little <laughs> the, the margarita you should be in your Spanish accent. No, whenever I drink margarita, I just seem to get real southern from a good old state of Tennessee. Man, y'all are y'all are lightweights. I did a shot of tequila before the margarita. Yeah. But you have a small glass. We have the tall oh, ones. They're Boom. the exact same size. They're they are not. Uh, nope. no. Talk to 1982. She's the one who bought them and explained um, to me that they're the exact same well, size. You know, well, Do you want to argue with 1982? Let me tell you if 1982 said different. that's the case, then that's the case. Do you like it taller or shorter and fatter? Ooh, good question, Ray. I'm glad is you there, asked Is me. that a double entendre? It is a double, double entendre. entendre. Okay, so <laughs> for me, Ray Yeah. What's your it preference? Really does not matter. What I need is for the, <laughs> the ocean and the motion to go. I need that motion and the ocean. Okay? Mm. It takes as long a, as we got that, we're good to go. It takes a long time to get to England in a rowboat. Enjoy the journey. Mm. Mm. That's a positive outlook. Boom. Always get the silver lining. Is this because yeah. of your church bring up? Yep. <laughs> you know, you could be going to hell, but Jesus loves you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Saw that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I want to talk about fetishes. So one of our listeners sent us a screenshot of a text she got from another woman. In short, the texter and Rhea and Trey are looking at the screen, so I'll just make this short for the listeners. In short, the texter is asking the OT member if she would like to sell her her sweaty socks. So gross. And let me just read a bit of this text. And the reason I say a bit of the text is because it's like literally, you know, two pages. Oh, um, but the, sh- the long and short of it is everyone prefers a different scent, but I definitely preferred after they dried a little. So my question for Rhea and Trey are, what the actual fuck? Yes. That actually is my question. So I'm looking up. I am looking up here, and I see some emojis of of is a that nose, a hint of cheese, a nose. Oh, some, this is a real text, by the yeah, way. A nose. I see that. So they're sniffing some sweat socks that yeah. are wet because they arrived still wet from sweat. Uh, uh, and then it says 
glasses. But as the pears dried, they began to get a corn chip popcorn oh. smell with a slight, slight hint, hint of, cheese. of cheese. Okay, so somebody probably oh just got in a wreck. Okay, or at least <laughs> took a wrong turn. Wow. And so what I want to know is mm. this is, it looks like a very serious test. It does. And you two are extremely promiscuous in your old days. <laughs> so what I'd like to know is have y'all ever come across anything near this? No. I have. But I do So watch- tell us more, Trey. Yes. Now for me it's gross. But just me, I don't mm. judge. But you okay. do. I, yes, I, I do. Because you grew up in a church. I judge harshly. <laughs> but then I, I always follow it by Jesus loves you. That's right. Okay, so. Bless your heart. Um, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Okay, but I will say, I have met people. To me, this would be somebody that has like a almost a foot fetish. Yeah. Because they like the feet. They like the it's smell it's, of especially it. Especially if it's just socks. Yeah, but socks is, I usually think of socks like, you know, gross. <laughs> <laughs> I think of so- you know how I think of socks. You ready? Yes. I put them on my feet and then put them in shoes and walk. That's yeah. how I think of socks. Yeah. So you yeah. know what? When I first read this no, text, I-, I was wondering if it was from a guy because mm. you know, having been around, that's true. Having been a straight man my whole life, I get yes. attacked, and I don't go uh, looking for it. I get no attacked. God. By hot girls all the time, oh. trying mm-hmm. trying to sell me their their the Snapchat feeds and oh, their, oh, their cameras. And the other big thing they like to sell are their panties. Oh, well, so oh. I see that on Orange Is the New Black. But here, here, here's the thing: is as, ever since I was a young person until now, I do not get that fetish. Like I don't yeah. want to get something old, yes. borrowed, yes. or blue. Oh, that good point. Comes in the mail and. Smells. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't ever get that whole fetish, but apparently it must be a thing because girls do it and they get paid for it. Yeah. So is this sock thing the same thing? So first of all, I wear very expensive socks. They're $15 <laughs> pair. So I'm not sh- yes. Yeah, the feature socks. They're the yes. best. You should get them. What are they called? Features. And so I, I don't have those. I, I know they do the, the, what's it called? Black F-E-A-T. toes or... Are the gold oh, toes? Oh, gold toes, yes. Gold toes. Those Sorry, I was like thinking about fancy. my toes. But those are like, aren't they gold toes? Gold toes dress, for like old men? When I am old. <laughs> you uh. guys should try feature socks. So this, anyway. So seriously, like, do y'all have this fetish at, at all? Oh, God, no. Absolutely not, no. But are you just, saying that because you're going to get judged by the people who are listening? No. No, it's just, no. So I do like going, there's um, a couple of places here in Atlanta that will do like foot massages for an hour for 30 bucks. Whoa. It's amazing. And I'm going to go there. I'm like, yes, rub my feet. But I don't want anyone to like come up to me afterwards and like make me smell their hands. Uh, (laughs) Just mm. for everybody out there listening, Rhea's. Um, she's extremely sweet, great, good-looking person, but yeah. she's, she's also tempted to be a bit naive. And uh, Atlanta's got, we love her for Atlanta, that. outside of D.C., Atlanta is the biggest sex trafficking city in the country. So the sad. reason you can get a $25 foot massage is probably because it's like a the front of the house type deal. Mm. Mm. Well, I'll take it. It feels good. <laughs> <laughs> I won't go in the back of the house. I'll stay in oh. the front. <laughs> stay in never, the front. never say never. Back of the cheap. house can be fun. Hey, I, I don't... T- let's do you it. I'll go in the back. Yes. Moving on to more <laughs> mainstream fetishes. Jackie, I, I think it's Roll. Uh, R-O-E-H-L. Um, hmm. 
she posts a picture of her local grocery store with blueberries, and <laughs> they are selling orgasmic Ooh. blueberries for a dollar yeah. twenty-five. Buy them all, <laughs> but but only with your card. You cannot get this without without your loyalty card. Oh. Um, so I have I have two questions for Rhea and Trey on this one. Um, the first question is. Are you aware of where I can get this card? You know, no, I'm Trent, not. You have to have a black card. <laughs> <laughs> Just yes. flash that anywhere and you'll get orgasm. Yes. <laughs> You'd be surprised. What Jackie, that. can you tell us which grocery store you got this <laughs> orgasmic card at? My second question is a little bit more personal. Um, what is the most you've ever paid for any sex act, either directly or indirectly? Zero. Most I paid? Yeah, like, directly or indirectly. Do you mean like at See, a you shop? don't get this because you're a straight woman. Men I mean, I basically have... have to pay for sex, whether it's dinner or shoes or whatever. We're Wait basically a minute, I don't. I, Yeah, but you're sleeping with another man. <laughs> <laughs> and we just go at it. Just, Next. Like, nobody really wants to take all the dinner. We just... You don't? No. Oh. Why? Well, yeah. That's not the goal. It's a nice time. Well, it depends. I would think it depends on the man. Sometimes that's a foreplay. Yeah. I don't know about foreplay. Oh, you don't think so? Like, no, no, this is what you're getting. No. Everybody's got to eat. No, pause. Pause. No. No, I know girls who no. go out with men on dates just so they down. can eat for free. Let me break this down. Well, if you're eating strawberries on your date and you're eating them great, and you know, this is why you straight people need help. <laughs> Okay, we can help you live your best life. <laughs> okay, you make that meal for play. You know what? We'll Sometimes the meal is better than what happens after. Sometimes, most of the time, <laughs> that's true. No, well then y'all not doing it right. We yeah, agree. It's true. But you work with the same equipment you're working on. Um, okay, and if I wanted some cherry, I'm pretty sure I would work the same way. Talk, talk, talk. <laughs> you ain't got no cherry yet. Let's see the action, and then we can talk. <laughs> I just checked. So, oh, actually, that's rare. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do we need some more margaritas? Not yet. I'm empty. We're almost, I am empty. And I'm glad I didn't take a sip while you said that. We're almost through the show. Tall one. So my <laughs> question still stands. What is the most you've ever paid in any form, directly or indirectly, oh. for sex? So, and I recall a moment living in San Diego when I was naive. And there was this <laughs> really, really, I didn't know at the time, person pretty high up at a certain cell phone company. Mm-hmm. And they used to come and visit me and funny? take me out to eat. And then finally, for, I guess, dates in, they were like, God, you're expensive. And I went, Oh, I'm sorry. Did you expect something? <laughs> but I will say the meals were fantastic. I bet they were. How was the dessert? Uh, I never give dessert unless I'm ready. You're such a girl. <laughs> <laughs> Look, at that time I was naive. I had no idea. Rhea? I don't. I feel like I, for someone else... $20. What were we talking about earlier? Pesos. A thousand pesos. (laughs) I almost said a story, but we're going to save that later. Okay. Oh, I want to hear that one. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. How much have you paid? Let's. Yeah. Like you I like want, how you don't answer the question. You want us to be interested in your answer. So I'm the host, and I will give you my answer, but I give it last. <laughs> oh. Yeah. We already gave ours. Uh, did you a thousand pesos, of, zero um, dollars, and then so, what's yours? <laughs> I'll give you the full story. So 
when so I've done for everybody out there I've done some type of sales or entrepreneurship my whole life and I was in a Beverly Hills Hotel when I was 22 mm-hmm. and like if you could I'm literally sitting there with a guy who's dating a Playboy model who's an artist a guy who does estate wills and the restaurant owner mm-hmm. I'm on Rodeo Drive and they all tell me you don't want to get married you want to just date escorts and I was like, okay. And look, I'm 22. I'm, I'm a year out of college. Not even a year. I was like about to graduate. And I was like, well, how much do those cost? And we, I mean, we've been, it's 11 o'clock in the morning, but we've been drinking. Mm-hmm. And drinking. I have been drinking. Mm-hmm. And, um, I have been drinking. They're like, oh, you know, anywhere from 2000 to $5,000 a day. Oh, wow. And I'm like, yeah, you know, like I can't even fathom so, that kind of money. Yes. But and where, guys, how do I sign up for this? 2000 yes. to 5000 a day. Well, we'll you're, you're going to have to put okay. out. Um, but at that amount, so anyway, that's, that's what these year. guys are paying for. And, um, and actually the one, the artist guy, he was paying for it for him and his live in girlfriend, which is a girl. Um, but anyway, long story short, as I said, that sounds really expensive. And all three of them who were divorced said the exact same thing. They said, oh. it's a lot cheaper than getting married. Oh, How about Ooh, that? wow. So I didn't know this at the time, but I got married eight years later. Mm-hmm. They were absolutely correct. Yes. Oh. So to answer my, your question, I am still paying for sex. <laughs> uh, well, you know, so I am somewhere over a half a million dollars at this point. So, <laughs> well, you know, if you play your cards right, Christian, I will actually go out with... A 1982. And, you know, she might come back and be ready for you. Uh-huh. Make sure the kids are away. Uh-oh. He's going to get it ready. You're missing the point of the story. No, I'm not missing the point. I'm moving it on. <laughs> <laughs> Women are not expensive. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> no more drinking before, before the show. <laughs> that didn't even make any sense. I'm with you, Trey. I speak Trey. Thank you. We appreciate that. Love you. Listener feedback. Uh, Sana, thanks for uh, sending us your pictures uh, from the road. Um, she was listening to the Orange Therapy podcast while going 97 and a 70 Uh-oh. on her way down to the beach. Yeah. Uh, she also had a really cute puppy in her lap. Uh, Sana, we... Sana, we love you and understand your need for sex, sun, sand, and sangria. Yeah. But slow the fuck down slow so you don't kill down. us in your little black nugget. Uh, if you have any listener feedback, text 555888 or email us therapyorange at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, orange underscore therapy. Trey, Rhea, any final thoughts? It's a short one. Be your best self, bitches. <laughs> I love you guys. Let's go get some more drinks. Oh, that was so innocent. Love you guys. XOXO. Toby, thanks for joining us on the Orange Therapy Podcast. Thank you for having me. It's a great, it's great to be here. Toby, where are you joining us from today? So actually, uh, I'm currently in Melbourne, Australia. I'm originally from Sydney, Australia, but I spent nearly nine years in Los Angeles, California. So I'm, I'm a bag of all sorts. <laughs> um, cool. I want to get into your, your background real quick and then get into... Uh, how you became a part of Orange Theory Nation. So I was looking at uh, several of you, the interviews that you've given in the past. You're, you're a successful entrepreneur. Uh, and one of the things that I thought was interesting is the story uh, you told about uh, the things your mom placed between your bedroom and your bathroom to motivate you. I was wondering if you yeah. could tell the audience that story and, and how that came about. Yeah, so um, 
successful entrepreneur is often a double-edged sword. I think ex externally, one would say success is there for me, um, always striving for more, uh, which is no different to how Orange Theory motivates me as well. But um, look, when I when I was young, I, I grew up in a uh, in an all girls home. Actually, um, my father passed when I was fourteen. Uh, oh, 16, sorry. He got sick when I was 14, uh, two years of, of really bad illness, um, and um, which all relates to where I'm at today. So um, as a young kid, uh, growing up with a, a single mom and, and two sisters, um, you know, my mom had us focus, had us hyper-focused on what we had, not what we didn't have. And so um, to anyone else, losing their father at such a young age can obviously be, a, it's, and it was for me, a very traumatic event. Mm -hmm. um, yet my mom kept me focused on the fact that I had a mom, two, a healthy mom and two healthy sisters. And uh, as long as we were together, everything's going to be okay. Um, growing up in my home, uh, my dad, um, still to this day, uh, has, an, has a ragingly successful business, uh, nearly 25 years past Wow. His, his time um, and he was a raging entrepreneur and um, <laughs> sort of between between my my bedroom and the bathroom which was literally on the other side of the hallway um, it was a long skinny hallway but mm -hmm. when my bedroom where my bedroom and the bathroom was it kind of opened up to this little box uh, square kind of hallway right so it it, 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 it ballooned out and um, my mom had all of my dad's awards um, hanging in that area of, of the, uh, of the house. Um, so I only look back on it now as something that potentially had like, like an incredible impact on me as a human being, but, you know, going from my bedroom to the bathroom and then to the kitchen, which was sort of like the third wall <laughs> in this, in this cube, um, I was constantly hit with these messages of my dad's success. Um, the fact that my dad actually dropped out of school in grade 10, mm -hmm. um, school, wasn't for him. Um, people looked at him like he was a loser. Um, and he ended up becoming sadly for him, he didn't actually get to reap the rewards from it, but he ended up becoming one of the most uh, successful people and raging entrepreneurs that I've actually met. That's amazing. Know. What um, you said, looking back, you, you know, that what, what were you thinking during the time? You know, I, I think it was subliminal, you know, like, um, I think about advertising today, branding, marketing, advertising, I'm, I'm a big, I'm, I'm that, that's my, that's my wheel. Right. Um, you know, you have to hit people, you know, seven years, uh, seven, seven times in mm -hmm. order to create a, create a, uh, a trigger, a, a call to action. Um, this thing hit me for, I want to say like t 10, 12 years, right. Subliminally going backwards and forwards between the bathroom and the kitchen and the, and my bedroom. Um, and I see awards. I, my mom made this birthday cake for my dad and, um, on the icing, it said I did it my way, you know, um, <laughs> Frank Sinatra's line, but, yeah, uh, yeah. but, but with, my, with a photo of my dad, uh, you know, put into the icing on the cake. And I think just some of those messages like subliminally have just sunk in and, um, to, to sort of have me where I'm at today. So. Gotcha. Um, man, Toby, that's a, that's a, that's an incredible story. When you fast forward to your region entrepreneurial journey, um, you talk about how you came to the U S so you said you lived in LA a little bit ago for, did you say eight years you lived there? Yeah. It's between eight and nine years, just shy of nine. So, um, you owned a company called Petlu. 
Um, yep. And you, you moved to the US because, or part of the reason you moved here was because of that product. And in one interview, you said you raised about $300,000 before the move, but then the financial crisis hit in 2008, you lost essentially 50% of that value. Um, Can can you talk about what your mindset was like in the first few weeks that you were in the US? Yeah, so just to to create clarity, um, I had Mm -hmm. a business in Australia um, called Petlu, uh, and we were selling domestically, uh, nationally and domestically throughout the the Australian market. I had a US distributor that was ultimately contributing to the success of my Australian business via export to the tune of about 280,000 US. Um, he was underperforming comparatively to, um, to, to what we were doing in Australia. So uh, push came to shove and, and, and I act with a lot of love and care, right? So I tried to, to go to the end of the world to sort of reposition this distributor. He was having nothing to it. He didn't want to have any, he wanted exclusive Australia, uh, US wide. And um, that just wasn't, you know, it just wasn't worth the performance hindrance that was, you know, the, the bottleneck that was creating um, in, in terms of sales and marketing. So I basically dismissed that distributor mm-hmm. from, from the program. And I guess much like my dad's birthday cake, I, I, I'll do it myself. I do it my way, right? Uh, <laughs> no, with no arrogance or no ego, but like, Hey, if this guy's not going to perform, right. Like, you get the job I, done. Yeah. yeah. I'll just go get it done. Right. right so, exactly. So I terminated 280,000 us dollars worth of income, mm. um, and decided screw it. I'm just going to go to the U S myself. <laughs> I, I, I started with 300,000 Aussie dollars to enter the U S market, which came from my Australian business, uh, which was an investment for export. Uh, on the day I decided that I was going to go to the U S was you know six six to eight months before I actually got to the U.S. So the Australian dollar was one for one. I think it was ninety-seven cents mm-hmm. Australian. Sorry, ninety-seven cents U.S. bought a dollar Australian, right? So mm-hmm. like I was I was almost a parody. And so um, the, the day I decided to actually exchange my money, the Australian dollar died to fifty-eight cents, oh and God. overnight I lost one hundred fifty-eight thousand dollars, one hundred sixty, one hundred. um, in exchange, right? 145,000 exchange. Um, And I was, my my back was against the wall. Like I just committed to coming to the US. Half of my uh, capital had had been just evaporated just in currency exchange. No one stole anything. It's just currency exchange. Um, Peak of the global financial crisis. And um, I also terminated 280,000 US dollars worth of income. (laughs) So um, dare I say I was in the eye of the storm. Yeah, you, like, you dug that hole like, pretty deep. Yeah, yeah, and and really nothing that I had done myself, right? Like it was all mm-hmm. uh, world political situations, right? So, um, but 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 my mindset was fearless. My mindset was, I'm going to make this a success, even if like everything, including the global economy, is against me. Um, and so I think that goes back to my mindset with my mom. It's like focus on what you have. What I have is at the time. I was newly married. Um, there was oh, an you, you were just married at the time you moved to the U.S.? Yeah, like six or wow. eight months before my wife and I got married. Um, and uh, we, we'd been together for several years before, but um, newly married, um, a business that was doing pretty good in Australia, right? Um, mm-hmm. t- turning out quite, quite a nice uh, living for myself. Um, so, and, and then I sort of like 
overnight or everything went upside down. You know, like I had no money to go and execute. Um, orders were coming in, the cash was being burned faster than orders were coming in. Mm-hmm. So I started to, I, I don't know, I eventually turned it around, dramatically turned it around. Um, and, uh, but over the course of four years, I, I literally ate uh, cereal for dinner. Uh, most nights, you know, I think a luxury would have been ramen noodles, but uh, wow. yeah. cereal was our option. And um, I hustled my ass off, man, to just kind of def- try and defy the odds. Like, even if you tell me, Toby, there's 1% chance that this is going to come off, whatever it is, you know, whether it's a an all out row or a, uh, <laughs> a business idea. Yeah, um, it seems like it seems like peanuts now compared to what you went through, probably. Yeah, well, you tell me there's a one percent chance. I'll, I'll take, I'll take the bet. I'll back myself all the way, um, and I'm okay with the failure. I'm not okay with not trying. So, Toby, um, was was that was that fearlessness? Was that was that in you before your father passing, or was it a result, or no. was kind of? Yeah, I think I think it's, you know, like one of the hardest things that I've had to experience is obviously the loss of a parent, mm-hmm. um, but um, I also look at and I and I talk openly about it. Um, that if that situation wouldn't have happened to me, I, I don't think I'd be half the person that I am today. Right. So as my dad was passing, you know, he said to me, not as he's like literally minutes away, but like sure. over the course of a, a few months, he's like, you know, you're going to have to be the man of the house and you're going to have to look after your family and you're going to have to do this and that. And so all of that was like, all right, party's over. Let's get serious about life and let's go execute and do something that my parents will be proud of. Um, and uh, I think that that just, that just got switched on inside of me. And, uh, you know, 20 odd years later, 25 years old later, like this is, this is who I am. And I'm, I'm super happy. I'm super proud. Uh, I went to an amazing event last night with uh, the group from Lululemon, um, who are an amazing athletic wear company. Sure. Um, and uh, I got to tell you, like, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of things out there. A lot of people with um, a lot of mental health issues, um, there's a lot of people out there that just kind of can't smell or, or recognize that the grass is greener where you water it, not on the other side. Um, and I got to tell you, honestly, like I'm the happiest guy. Um, I'm executing. I'm having an impact on people's lives. Um, I'm trying to turn people around um, and trying to add positivity into the world. So uh, I'm going to stay on that on that line of thought. Uh, and nothing you could say, not you, but anyone could say or do can, can kind of take that that energy and spark out of my out of my being. So uh, I was reading your LinkedIn recommendations, like what people have said about you, Christopher F. He didn't give a. I think it was Christopher F. He didn't give a. Yeah. Uh, um, I think his last he's name. part of um, he's part of Los Angeles uh, media. Oh, okay. He well, he said he said Toby joined the Los Angeles technology scene on a rocket ship. Um, he, yeah. tra- he transitioned into this tech community very quickly in many ways that shows why he is such a successful leader. Um, he, he goes on with a, a further quote, but he mentions the word community several times. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's, you know, I'm, I didn't move from one country to another, but I did move from one city to another where the cultures <laughs> are, are pretty different. It's, it can be pretty intimidating. Um, are you just naturally outgoing and you just jump into whatever you were doing regardless of the, of the surroundings or um, was it hard for you getting acquainted to the, the Los Angeles uh, market? So um, with the utmost respect for everyone in your country, I uh, have never met 
an American that doesn't love an Australian, not like, but love <laughs> Got it. So, so, so that was very easy and very fortunate and very lucky. Right. Um, so, um, people embraced me, um, maybe even more so than I embraced them. I, I don't think that I'm an out, out, you know, outgoing, outwardly charismatic guy. I'm definitely passionate about what I'm doing. Um, and, um, my, my, my values are, you know, and it plays true in my actual full-time jobs, the orange theory to one side, um, you know, relationships that they're just not 50, 50, right. They're a hundred, a hundred. Now I might be a percentage owner of orange theory here in Australia, but I'm all in. Right. And so uh, my, my focus is I want to be known as the best. Um, I want to be known as a guy that keeps his word. Um, and I want to deliver on every expectation that I set because um, I've told you that I would. Um, mm -hmm. And so um, I'm not about me either. I'm an entrepreneur that's about the people. So very people focused. I've got a lot of love to give. I care passionately about people. I want to make a difference in the world. Um, and all of that actually stems back to really the four pillars that I focus on in, in my world. Um, my full-time job, I'm the CEO of a co-working uh, buildings and, and, and space under the brand creative cubes. Mm -hmm. uh, we just announced yesterday, we have our third building coming it's, you know, close to uh, 40,000 square feet. Uh, Where's that one? Yeah. They're all, they're all three currently are in Melbourne, Australia. Okay. Um, but, but I'm trying to create a positive uplifting environment um, inside of the four walls of, of my buildings. And, and while I can't influence global politics and, 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 and global positions, I can influence the community within and hopefully, you know, the 600 companies that we serve today growing to nearly 1200 companies by the end of this year. Um, hopefully I can have a positive impact on them. And then those 1200 companies, which comprise of, you know, anywhere from 1200 to 3000 individuals, um, can then have a positive impact on the world. So, so pillar one is that uplifting environment, that co-working operating space. Um, second pillar is wellness. Uh, and that's where my investment in Orange Theory sits, mm -hmm. as well as my investment in a yoga business called Rebel Monk. The other two are, you know, we have a great relationship with Nike here in Australia. Mm -hmm. um, and I, get, I get access to a lot of pro athletes, um, as well as uh, just being the CEO of a uh, high-performing uh, high growth business. I get access to a lot of top CEOs across the country as well. So I get those guys to come and have lunch um, in, in front of the community. And we put on a bunch of events. Um, last night was a great example with our partnership with Lululemon um, and a uh, startup called uh, Tomorrow Man mm -hmm. um, Mental Health. Uh, we were able to bring awareness to, to that, uh, which gets people thinking when they come to work today, hopefully their mindset has shifted maybe half a degree and maybe they are going to go downstairs today at orange theory because it's in my building <laughs> or maybe they'll, they'll go upstairs to rebel monk, which is the yoga business and sort of. Oh, so, so in your, so to paint a picture for the audience, like, so the creative cube space that you, uh, which is a co-working space, you actually have the orange theory and rebel monk inside that building. Yeah. As well. As oh, a, wow. That's awesome. A, yeah. As well as a, a healthy cafe for, so people can eat clean food. Um, as well as a 200 person event space. So, you know, this, this, this week or next week, actually, we have Jason Tatum from the Boston Celtics coming through. Oh, wow. Um, 
a few months ago, we had Baron Davis, uh, who's tra- trained, uh, played with several uh, oh, yeah. NBA teams. Across he's his, he's, uh, he's uh, crushing the entrepreneur game right now, too. Yeah, um, he's, a, he's a friend of mine and, uh, you know, through, through entrepreneurship. Um, and uh, so I get, you know, those guys coming through and, 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 and sort of educating the consumer as well on what it takes to be an elite athlete. Um, and I'm working on Shaq. So if anyone on the podcast has access to Shaq, please, uh, please reach out because uh, I'd love to have Shaq and his big energy in our building sooner than later. Yeah, big energy. That's, that's an understatement. He went to my, uh, we went to the same college. He would uh, come oh, in yeah. all the time. He's a, he's a god. Um, yeah, amazing. Rhea, did you have, a, you have a question? Huh? Yeah, I've been lurking. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Christian was going to do this all by himself. I'm going to rewind just a little bit because you mentioned um, that people in the United States love um, Australians and you're so right. I was like, no, he's yeah. Australian. I'm definitely coming on this one um, to talk with him. And as sure. I sit here in my Lulu pants and a shirt that says uh, dog mom on it, like all the, and I'm going to yoga right after this, all these things are oh, lining wow. up. <laughs> That's big, amazing. I know. So funny um, that all these things are happening. And then also my parents actually owned a business um, growing up. They had 30 years in and it was a moving and storage company and mentioning Shaq. He um, lived in Orlando, which is where I grew up, um, Orlando, Florida, and my parents moved him. So we have another connection there, but yeah. I, don't, I don't think I know him today to get the connection to you. But. I'm, being, I'm being cheeky. I'm actually um, Jason Tatum's agent. Um, is actually coming out and uh, he's the same agent for Shaq and uh, uh, Shaq represented one of my friend's companies uh, called Ring, ring.com, which was recently mm-hmm. acquired by Amazon and, mm-hmm. and Shaq was the face of that. So there's a conversation going on that uh, I'm, I'm leveraging this podcast to sort of create some more noise out there to push him closer to Australia. It's just a long, long way for the big fella to come. Yeah, well, he has some roots here in Atlanta. I, I hear that he owns um, a Krispy Kreme, which is a donut <laughs> shop here in yeah, Atlanta. Yeah, yeah I yeah. think it's one of the first ones. So he's um, he's got some Atlanta ties, which is where we are as well. Um, yeah. One okay. other thing I, I learned, I was also watching some interviews with you, um, is that you mentioned that you were a swimmer growing up. Is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah and absolutely. you said... Yeah. Well, me too. And so um, I have kind of a funny story. I was talking on one of the podcasts about falling off of the rower because it was like (laughs) a backstroke start for me. I was just trying to pull as hard as I could. So I was wondering how swimming, um, if if you have any, um, you know, you probably did some dry land stuff and lifted weights and other things that, um, you know, growing up as an athlete, and I know that you mentioned running and things when you were, um, when you were growing up, how you can kind of relate some of the lessons from your coaches um, to what you kind of hear in your head um, when you're in the gym today. For me, um, in the boardroom, uh, in meetings, work, you know, being on podcasts like this, um, it, it, it really just it all comes back to what I knew and what I was passionate about as a kid, which was running, swimming, and basketball, right? And so all of those lessons, um, whether it's the discipline of the stroke um, and, and, and then speed um, to endurance of the run, you know, and running half marathons and marathons all the way through to running a team or, or being like a leader on a basketball team and running my business like I've got players in different positions on the basketball court. Um, I think for me, um, sports really spoke to me and sports was something that I was very passionate about compared to maths, English and science. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and um, it's helped me create a discipline. Um, and, and one of those main disciplines and one of the things that I think about more often than not is just showing up, mm. just showing up and just getting in the ring, metaphorically speaking, is, um, it's half the way to success, right? So mm. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, I show up, I do the 6.30 a.m. session at Orange Theory. And some days, honestly, I can't be stuffed doing it. But I know if I just show up, then A, the session itself will, and the people and the energy in the room will get me through. If not, the coach on its own and the energy that that coach brings to the class every day. Right. I don't dare say if you and I got on the track, I would crush you, but anyone else? <laughs> no, you, you probably would. <laughs> the, no, trend, but, the treadmill is where I just need to show up. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. But I, I'm in the headspace that, and it's not me versus you, but me versus the other eight people in the race. Mm -hmm. Sure. I'm, I'm pretty confident that I can come, if not first, very close to being first. Yeah. Well, you, you mentioned first. earlier too a quote, um, and I wrote it down here for Christian because one of our coaches says um, something similar to to what you mentioned, which was, it's basically, you know, it's it's fine if you're not amazing at something, but it is not okay um, really to not give it a try or give it your all. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, you know, you kind of echo some of the things that our coaches are saying. Um, and so when you do just get there during the day, um, those coaches can have a huge, um, a huge impact on your day. Cause we, Christian and I are also morning people too. So it really sets yeah. the tone for the rest of the day. Yeah. It's, um, it's interesting. I mean, I've got a lot of energy right now, if you can't tell, but, Wednesdays are my flat, flatter days um, because I haven't been to Orange Theory and I can't do five sessions a week. It's just too much. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I honestly, I come out of those sessions really high um, and excited um, despite the fact that I've burnt, you know, 700, 800, 900 calories. You don't really think that it's time to go to sleep after that, but uh, it actually carries me through the day. Categorically, hands down, um, no debate whatsoever. Orange theory has put me in the position that I'm in, right? Because the disciplines that I go through in the morning are the disciplines that I go through throughout the rest of the day. Um, four days a week add up very quickly over a month, 20 odd sessions a month. And um, before you know it, um, after that month, you know, I think it's five sessions, you'll feel it, 10 sessions, you'll see it, and 20 sessions, it'll, you'll want people to feel as good as you wanna feel, right? So I, I, I'm consistent with it every day um, or every week. And, um, you know, those things add up very quickly so that right now we've been operating Orange Theory since January 29. And I've done four sessions a week since then. And I got to so, tell you, the performance, sorry, the, business, yeah, the performance with the business correlating to, um, you know, my Orange Theory sessions is like it's night and day. Toby, you're so you own three Orange Theory franchises, correct? Yes, that's correct. And um, did you, were you did you get involved originally as a member, or you became a franchise yeah. owner originally? No, 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 no. Um, so <laughs> I had an exit. My first business, so so Pet Lou, I exited that in thirteen, mm -hmm. and I took the year. I literally <clears throat> literally took the year off to eat ice cream and be home by two <laughs> o'clock in the afternoon with my daughter, who was a, a one year old at the time. And um, Orange Theory opened up maybe 10, 12 months later. And so I was in not the best. Actually, I say this as a joke, but like 
I was in the best shape of my life. It happened to be round, but that's still a shape, right? <laughs> <laughs> and um, Orange Theory. You're opened everybody's up. hero now. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Orange Theory opened up. I was like, yeah, I, I think I need this right now in my life. You know, like I've just taken a year off. The hustle in me had, had kind of evaporated because I'd started working for a large corporate post acquisition. So the entrepreneurial, and it was perfect. Like I had my, my first child, Madison. Um, and, um, I, I just wanted to be home with her. So it was a good year to take uh, eat ice cream and spend time with her. Um, particularly cause she couldn't eat solids at the time. So ice cream was great. <laughs> Melts in her mouth. <laughs> yeah. So, um, orange theory came into my world at the perfect time. I was ready to start my next venture. Um, I needed to get back into the, you know, taking care of myself and, uh, Paul Marcus opens up orange theory in Los Angeles and I joined. I was instantly hooked based on the data or the data. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I loved it. I, I became a, a foundation member. And uh, several years later, it was time to leave Los Angeles. So I left uh, Los Angeles in October of 16 to come back to Australia. Mm -hmm. And um, I, as I was leaving, I said to Paul, like, hey, man, like, I'm going home to start my business called Creative Cubes. I'm literally in the elevator going down to get my car. It's like my last session. I said, Paul, it's been an absolute pleasure and an honor. Like if you'd ever want to do this in Australia, um, I'd love to vertically integrate this into my buildings. And um, wow. I have no interest in running the franchise, but I had every interest in trying to make people better. Mm -hmm. And he's like, that's interesting. So we started the conversation. Obviously I, I moved my whole family back. I, I kind of, wasn't uh i didn't have any of my furniture in, in australia yet like I, i'm on calls um <laughs> trying to make this happen so we're we're coming we're coming to the end i got a few questions to wrap it up um so the the first is uh what is what does a typical day look like for you on the days you're doing orange theory yeah um they're my favorite days um monday tuesday thursday and friday um so i'm up at 4 4 4 a.m it's, it's a, it's a nicer number than four, four, five, or even 5am. Got um, it. I take some, I take some of that time to read. Um, and I'm in the car by sort of like five to six or five fifty five. Um, I drive to orange theory or I actually drive to creative cubes, which is where orange theory is, mm -hmm. um, in Victoria, in, in Hawthorne in Melbourne. Um, and, uh, I smash a session six thirty to seven thirty. Um, I, more often than not, the showers are full in the studio. There's four or five showers that we have there in the studio. So I actually go upstairs to Creative Cubes and have a shower. Um, I actually fast. Um, I do intermittent fasting. I've been doing that for a couple of years now. Um, so I don't eat until 11.30 in the morning. Um, so at 7.30, I'm in the shower. 7.50, I'm at the desk. I actually have a stand-up desk. So I stand pretty much until 11.30 straight, uh, just working through my morning schedule. Mm -hmm. Um, then I have a cafe inside my co-working space that, um, creates and delivers, not delivers, but like creates food, uh, based on my personal needs. Um, so just they, a lot yeah. of ice cream. Uh, yeah, it used, used to be, um, we do, have, we do have cheat days, but, um, more often than not, it's, it's a healthy salad, chicken, uh, smoked salmon, you know, something to that effect, uh, boiled eggs, avocado, um, you know, healthy stuff. Yeah. Um, I have a, have a protein smoothie as well. Sometimes in the afternoons or early evenings, I'll do a rebel monk session, um, just to kind of 
chill me out because I've got all these amazing endorphins th flow through my body <laughs> and energy. And, and then I'm really, I'm home. Uh, sometimes I, I like Thursdays, I pick the kids up from school at four o'clock um, and play and do homework and all that sort of stuff until seven, seven thirty. Um, and then, uh, it's, uh, it's bedtime for them at about seven thirty, eight o'clock. And I'm not going to lie and try to be the hero, but <laughs> I'm probably asleep before they are. Oh man. That's, and, that's and then I wake up at four, four, four again the next day. Gotcha. So you just, you don't even need a sleeping pill. You just pass out from pure energy loss. Got it. I, uh, awesome. I, I read, I read for a couple of hours before I fall asleep, but more often than not, I fall asleep with either the book, the iPad or the laptop or my phone on my face. Um, <laughs> do, you, do you have any rules about what you can or cannot read before bed? No, I definitely don't. Um, I do try to limit screen time. So my Got wife it. and I um, will, will um, you know, read for an hour each. She'll watch a show maybe or, or do something. Um, and then like devices will, will disappear and, uh, <laughs> Gotcha. We'll, we'll have a, a conversation more often than not. It's her telling me what needs to be done tomorrow <laughs> and, and what she needs me for. Um, and, uh, and me just going, yes, ma'am, whatever you need, ma'am. I got you, ma'am. Um, That's what Christian tells me. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just, I'm teasing. Um, so real, real quick, three questions, Toby, and, and we'll, we'll shut it down. Um, so regarding uh, food or drinks, what is your weakness? <clears throat> Uh, French fries. Gotcha. Uh, in, in terms of food and chocolate, definitely a weakness. Um, in drinks, I, I don't drink. Um, uh, I had kidney surgery. Another, another, another uh, podcast, another day. But I had kidney surgery uh, three years ago, with the exception of a smoothie. I've only ever drunk water since. Got um, it. Super, super disciplined. Um, on the uh, endurance, strength, or power, which one do you hate? Can I hate two? <laughs> yeah, go for it. <laughs> um, strength and power. I, really? Uh, you know, I, I only don't like it purely because I, I can't get my heart rate up. It, mm. it really, I really earn my, uh, my points when it comes to endurance. Got it, it takes a long time to get my heart rate up. And so if I'm not doing anything but endurance, I, I, I'm very low on the splat points. So... Mm. Um, mm. And that, and that, and that bothers me, especially when I get my email post summary email. Yeah. Rhea, Rhea and I work out with uh, somebody we nicknamed 10 man, because no matter how fast he runs or what incline, it seems like he never gets a splat point. It's insane. His yeah. Heart rate never gets, yeah. Um, so, and, and last question here, Toby, if, uh, if you were going to enter the studio as a trainer and you got to pick your own intro song, what would it be? I have the tiger. <laughs> good one that's a good one yeah. um, and, and, and that just comes to me uh brendan who uh uh is a co co-partner with me here at orange theory um he's a former super bowl champ um and uh you know i'm i'm white uh he is um african-american six uh -huh. foot three or four built like a like absolute machine i'm sure and i actually i actually beat him on the rower uh and he lives in los angeles i beat him on the rower only one time and let me tell you we've done it maybe 200 times so i beat him this one time and i'm like dude i'm i'm white 510 you're african-american <laughs> athletic and, and, and a super bowl champ and he goes yeah toby but you have the heart of a lion <laughs> and so 
so awesome. And so I don't know if he genuinely meant that he does. He, he actually is a very sincere guy, but I literally every day walk around going, I've got the heart of a lion, so I can do it. <laughs> I'm sure so, your wife loves it. Do you have any final questions, Ria? Just uh, kind of an, a thing about the Australians too here um, is that you guys are the heroes of Reddit, which is um, you guys give us all of, all of yeah. the tips on what's coming. So I don't read that ahead of time. I don't really <laughs> want to know. So if, it, if it's an endurance day for me, that I know that's your favorite, but for me, I, I just don't want to know. I'll just, I still am going to show up, right? That's the, that's the biggest thing. Up. So just show if, up. If you, Exactly. Showing up is, I would say, like 70% of the, the uh, exercises are done, right? Mm -hmm. And then the, the, the last 30% is a formality. Um, but, but it's quite interesting, though, because I follow Orange Theory on Twitter. And uh, you, everyone's, everyone's talking today about what I did yesterday. So I live right. in the future a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's how, we, that's how we connected was, was through one of the posts that you commented on on um, on Twitter for at Orange Theory. So I'm really happy that we connected there. Um, another yeah. thing, I'm, I just jotted down your all out song. We started a Spotify list for all of the people that we're asking our um, listeners. They've been kind of submitting what their all out song is. So I'm going to send you that link to our, our Spotify list so that you can. Yeah, that is awesome. going to be represented you know myself, there. Yeah, you know what I feel I find myself doing is in the middle of the class, I'll go to the trainer. Hey, can you DM me this song title, um, yeah. some of the music? And so some of my songs like are coming off, uh, you know, I don't take my, my phone into the session, but uh, they send me messages after and uh, I'm able to just kind of add these songs as I go. It's, it's very cool. So I'm wide open on that Spotify list. Thank you. Yeah. Well, Toby Scoveron, thank you so much for joining us on the Orange Therapy Podcast. I appreciate your time, guys. And thank you for putting, putting it out there.